On today's episode of the Erie to Atlantic podcast, we have an MLB wrap-up. Joey likes that a lot. Um, we also have a NFL Week 9 preview. A couple of mid-season awards, talking about the Let Bucks. Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Uh, some disappointments and surprises from this NFL season, and the really Jets. what the rest of the season is going to look like. We also have a little college football mid-season recap, seeing how everything else is going from the uh, – coronavirus and I mean how, is it really a recap if some conferences haven't even started yet <laughs> or people haven't really gotten into the uh the main thing of play yet the know, big 10 is back the big the mac is back maction i i watched maction last night uh to try to distract myself from the election and and it was actually kind of pleasing yeah i, I love me some jv fbs in. football we're recording this on Thursday, November 5th, so we got two days after the election. We still don't know who won, so... We don't know who the president is, and honestly, by the well, time we post know. this, we probably still won't, well, but but stick with us, because we're going to have a politics-free episode. Um, it'll be like an hour of just sports talk and banter and some friendly rivalries and not politics. No which, politics involved? And with that, with much as I love politics, it's nice to take a break. The biggest thing to happen this week is the one versus four matchup with Clemson and Notre Dame, obviously. But yeah. there's no Lawrence, so is it really? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that coming up. And we also have an interview with a would you call it a rivalry now? The Twitter rival? Or oh, that's not what I meant by rivalry. I don't know. Oh, I know, I know. Rivalry. I know but We're rooting for the same team. So. A little Twitter rivalry with um, a, sea of red writer, a sea of red Liberty University writer, Chad Hassan, will be coming on the show. So look forward to getting to talk to him. And here we go. Who you a fool for this? Who uh, you a fool for this? Oh, Lord, Jesse made another one. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah, I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want. Alrighty, well, the MLB season came and went, and it was 60 games in the regular season, which is not exactly what we're used to. Your um, Dodgers are the world champs. I was getting there. I was getting Your there. Dodgers um, are the world champs. I can't even get we a full it. intro in without the clown on. We did it. Digital left, or no, that would be my right. Um, We did it. We did it. Oh my goodness! I about cried. I got. I actually got stickers. If you want one, you want a sticker? Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a name tag thing. Um, Name tag thing. Can I write? I I also have a. I got my sticker maker here. Can I write? I can make you custom stickers. Can I write World Series champions on that? Because that's what we are. You can write. Big clown energy on that. All right. But anyway, the, the, the World Series is over. The playoffs are over. Brandon is still very excited about it, as you can see. He's repping yep. all of his Dodgers gear right now. That's not a true statement. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a crazy season. Um, we saw some unlikely heroes, names out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and, Brandon, I know as happy as you are, you got to give a lot of respect and, and props to the Rays. Dude. Especially yeah. a guy who probably no one had ever heard of except his parents, Randy Arena. Dude, Arena got to the point where if he was coming up to the plate, I was nervous, especially if there was somebody on. It's like 
at any given moment, this man could hit the ball out or it could be a double and put somebody on. And it's like, what is happening? Like, normally with, say, Kershaw and the rest of our bullpen, like, we're known for kind of giving up stuff in the playoffs. I mean, Kurt, playoff Kershaw, obviously. But so I, it wasn't too bad this year. He was no, decent. Honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't excellent, but he was I'm, good. I'm kind of hoping that this year with finally winning a ring and having that trophy that it kicks Kershaw out of his playoff slump. I know it's it's a big ask, but I know. It's well, you got to also ask how much does he have left in the tank though? Cuz he's clearly not the ace of the Dodgers anymore. No, I would say that that's probably Walker Bueller. Absolutely. Bueller, you Bueller. cannot you cannot deny that. Um I don't even think Clayton Kershaw will try to deny that. No. No, I think uh, Walker Bueller is the ace. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball in the league. Um, I know he wasn't a, a Cy Young finalist. He had a bit of an up and down regular season after an excellent year back in 2019. But when the playoffs hit, he was one of the best pitchers um, in all of the playoffs for every team. And that he was a big part of the Dodgers getting to the World Series, rallying from down 3-1 against Atlanta, and then ending up winning it. Um I don't think that I don't think they make the World Series if they don't have Walker Bueller. I really don't. Because he, if he we carried the them Series, in some of those games. If we make the World Series, I don't know if we win it. If Walker Bueller is not there. And I would also say the same thing with Kershaw filling in that role too. I think it's it was definitely the definition of a full team effort because it took everybody to get there. But I mean we'll find out next year. I mean we gotta sign Justin Turner back, and we're looking at a couple of free agents right now. So I'll be interested to see what happens this free agency. But um, So we're not going to get into too many predictions for the offseason and next year um, because we we got a big episode today, a lot of football to talk about. packed episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, just time conflicts, work, school, all that. You know, the being 19-year-old kids is super busy, you know. <laughs> but um, – the thing is, it's like what we really wanted to talk about was was the MLB season. And at the end of the day, you got to be happy it happened yeah. because you have the dumbest commissioner in America running Major League Baseball. He sounded like he was drunk whenever he's handing off the trophy. I mean, Roger Goodell sounded like he was munching on M&M edibles on draft night. I'm the telling dude, you right now, whenever he was Manfred like fully was reclined on his recliner. Whenever Manfred was giving out that MVP trophy to Seager. I think he was just pissed. The dude clearly has something against the Dodgers. He he was just either that or he has something way in favor of of uh, the Astros. I don't know which it is, and it might even be both. Probably both. But I mean, you got to be happy we got a season, and and as bitter of an ending as it was for my Indians, you know, we we made some great strides this year. Um, I don't know what the future holds, especially with Lindor. Um, Reports coming in Thursday of this week saying that that we're almost guaranteed to trade him, but I I don't take that for too much because one Cleveland media hates like our own city. Um, I don't I don't know why, but they do. Um, so that's one thing, and you know we really put together a solid pitching staff. We lost Bauer last year. We lost Kluber. Uh, in the off season, we traded Clevenger, and we still had arguably one of the best rotations in baseball. 
throughout the regular season. And even one of the best bullpens. Now, I don't know why we're letting Brad Hand go. Well, I, I do know why. It's because we're cheap. Um, Happens. Welcome to being a small market team, you know, with the cheapest owners in the sport. Fan, I know. But you couldn't pay hard. There, there's a lot of good stuff coming. We got some good prospects that we thought we'd see this year. Um, we really only saw one, at least on as a hitter, and that was Daniel Johnson, and he just he just wasn't ready yet. But I, I think next year will be interesting and kind of a make or break year to see if like this run of going to the playoffs is over or if we could be in some type of a rebuild. Um, I just don't know. But we're going to get more into that next week and the weeks following. Um, but just real quick, off off the top of your head, in just one second, don't even, don't really even think too much into it. Who wins the World Series next year, Brandon? World Series next year? I think the Dodgers go back to back. Yeah, I should have should have seen that one coming. Four, four, four. I think we might have a rematch in the World Series next year, and I think the Rays might take it. Either way. Interesting. Interesting. So I think it's a rematch, and it can go either way. What about you, Joey? Quick, five seconds. Five seconds? Are yeah. you gonna count? Are you gonna count down? I'm counting on that? Your head right now. Come on. <laughs> San Diego Padres. Oh, okay. Slam Diego. I see. Slam Diego. I think with a full year of healthy pitching, that they win the National League East. Really? Win the National League East over the Dodgers. That's bold. And I think that I think they pull it all together. Um, I think Jace Tingler did a great job last year and. I'd agree. That's all I gotta say, I picked the Rays to win the World Series against the Dodgers this year, way back in in March, before oh, anything got canceled, yeah. even in a regular season. I held that pick throughout the shutout and up until the second opening day in July, um, and even through the playoffs, and and it almost happened, and I got slammed by Yankee stands on Twitter. Um, I thought it was at the end of the day, I was like, I told you so. And then they're like, haha, Indians suck. And I basically said, well, that has nothing to do with anything you said. So, I mean, that's absolutely irrelevant. But things we we can talk about things that are irrelevant whenever our guest comes on. So, she's Brandon. Our our next thing we're going to. We're halfway through the NFL. Exactly. Welcome. Week nine, we are halfway through the 16, the 17 week schedule. For some teams, that might be more because of COVID, but we'll find out. Um, anything surprising? Um, I knew the NFC East would be this bad. I didn't know. Or, I I knew that bad. it would be bad. I didn't know it would be this bad. Yeah. I, I said mean, whoever wins that division's probably. Um, whoever, whoever wins the division, I said would probably be eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe ten and six. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a team that like I think they'd be lucky to go seven and nine. If whoever's going to win the NFC East probably only has to go like six and ten. Probably like that is that is crazy that the NFC East that the Dallas Cowboys or the Giants, Eagles, Redskins, or Redskins, East, whoever it is, they only have to win six games. And right now it's just a tank fest because almost all of those teams are looking to get another quarterback soon, except for the Eagles. Because I, I have a bold take that Jalen Hurts. But we, we don't have to talk about that. 
But mid-season, we're going to run through a little bit of mid-season awards right now. Um, well, I guess you asked the question earlier. You said, are there any, are there any mid-season surprises? Um, and I guess I said that being that bad, but which team has been your biggest surprise on the good side? Like who is in a good position that you didn't expect to be there? Um, I knew the Steelers would be really good. The Steelers were one of my sleeper picks to go to the Super Bowl this year. Ew. But I didn't know that they were still going to be undefeated after seven or eight games. Like, that's it's pretty impressive how Ben Roethlisberger has turned back time and played really well um, with the emergence of Trace Claypool and uh, a couple other uh, smaller names in, uh, in Pittsburgh. It's, it's looking pretty good. But another team that I did not think was going to be this good is Tampa Bay. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Brandon, you said that they were winning the freaking Super Bowl. No, 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 no. This That was me oh. just like going crazy. That's cocky, like, Brandon. Genuinely, I did not think we'd be very good this year. And we're looking like one of the best teams in the, in the NFL right now. We played yeah, a, I wouldn't go that far. Played, I would think we're top, the top six. Best That's NFL team. Number. Um, I did not think – I didn't know that we were getting Antonio Brown. That's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that. That's either going to be amazing for you or it's really going to screw something up. And yeah, honestly, they, I think America is just waiting to find out which. Today, I am one of that. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, today, uh, November 5th, Thursday, November 5th, whenever we're recording this, is right after his first day of, uh, of training camp or, I guess, pretty at practice with – the Bucks and everything, and Arians was high on him after practice, saying um, oh, yeah, that it was kind of a walkthrough yeah, he's, today. He's smart. It was kind of a walkthrough today, and he was, like, sprinting on everything. And he was like, well, that's just how he is. Well, I mean, the case has proved in the last couple years that he's not that way. He might have used to, but he's not that way anymore, and he's going to end up being a distraction. If I was a betting man, I'd go – I'd take the under on five weeks as a buck. I don't think he's going to last. Arians is going to see that there's a problem. And really, you just hyped him up like all that time. and then. <laughs> but I really think that he's going to go back to Antonio Brown that we know and just kind of crap the bed, really. Without a lack of a better word, he's going to crap the bed. Um, there you go. I'd have to say if there was one team that actually surprised me this year, I, I was going to say the Bucs. Um, I had the Bucks sneaking in as a six or seven seed. Um, I mean, the Saints had kind of, you know, just a, a weird start. Um, no one really knows what's going on with Michael Thomas. Um, yeah. There were even rumors he could get shopped. Yeah. I, I didn't think he'd get traded. Um, I, have, I will tell you that the trade deadline was a huge disappointment. There were – Oh, Huge rumors flying around. Was, um, I mean, if I'm surprised by anyone, I'd say I'd say the Bears or the Lions. Now yeah. the Lions are three and four, but after seven games, I'd say that they'd be like one and six. One and six. Yeah. Um, and some of these losses, they've been close losses. Yeah. But it'll be interesting now because Matt Stafford is on the COVID list. And Matt Patricia is definitely on the hot seat. Yeah. 
Um, but with a team that had little expectations, if he can get them to 500 this year, I think he keeps his job. Yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, that Lions team should not be even close to that. And um, I do think that the Lions coming up, they have some pretty winnable games over the next little bit. They could go on a little bitty run. They, they could, oh, the game was going to catch Green Bay. but No, they could string together a couple games, a little bitty run. We'll find out. Then. We'll see. We'll see what the wild card, wild card could hold. I think the Saints are a lock, or the Bucks, which everyone doesn't win the division. I also think the Cardinals, but the Rams are—they're another interesting case. So yeah, I mean, with the possibility going around about a sixteen-team playoff, it could happen. Yeah. You never know. Who might a sixteen-team playoff, and they're game, excuse me, a game and a half out, but yeah. All right, so who who's the MVP at this point? I, I think it's unanimous at this, point, at this point. I would say Russell Wilson with how good he's been. Absolutely. But his supporting Absolutely. cast is nice. It is. So but credit, he was playing the best. Credit football. to the Seahawks in general. Uh, well, I mean, look, look at – But here's the thing. His offensive line still does suck, and that that's yeah. a big thing. He um, also has the second coming of – Freaking Calvin Johnson out on the wing with yeah. Uh, yeah. DK. DK is ridiculous. Old DK. Gotta love DK. And the fact but, that he dropped to the third round. Oh my god. I thought it was I'm pretty sure it's second, wasn't it? it either the second or third. Still he dropped. I don't know. It's a hey, that's a Hugh Freeze product. That is a Hugh Freeze product. We'll be talking Hugh about Hugh Freeze, Freeze stuff later though. Wait for But him. um who who's your offensive defensive rookie of the year though? Offensive defensive rookie? Um Offensive rookie, I think my gut wants to say Burrow. But right now, I think I'm going Justin Herbert. Every single one of those games that they've lost have been one-possession games. They should they should be – The Chargers, right? The Chargers. Yeah. Every yeah, single loss the they've Browns had, every single one that they've lost is – like a one possession game. They had the Chiefs in overtime. Yeah. I think with And they should have if they didn't start. punt and they go for it on fourth down, they could probably have won. That was his first start. Yeah. I wasn't high on him coming into the draft. I really wasn't. I was not I either. Said, I said he's an Oregon player. He hasn't played anybody yet. Like it's I'm not worried about him yet. But coming in, he's gelled with his receivers, and his offensive line is doing work for him. And Anthony Lynn is doing a good job in Los Angeles. So, I was yeah, they just got to get their defense to step it up and close yeah. out some games. It um, sucks because like Derwin James is out, and so they have. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like the Chargers are always just hit with like injuries. And I mean, they just traded away, and one of the only trades of the deadline, Desmond King is gone. So yeah, yeah I mean, was... they might be tanking for somebody else, but I think they got their guy. Um, my defensive rookie of the year, shoot, um, this is tough. Uh, I, I can tell you mine first if that helps you. I'd probably go Trace Young. He's just looked really good this whole year so far. You say Trace McSorley? <laughs> Chase Young, baby. <laughs> uh, not, not Trace McSorley. TikTok would disagree, but. Oh, man, the 12-year-olds are going to be – riding at our houses yeah, no. they're gonna track us down my defensive rookie of the, my defensive rookie of the year yeah winfield jr from Tampa yeah baby Bay. yeah baby he's he has looked about. exceptional 
He's and he was a guy who I said, I wanted the Browns to, after McKinney was taken by the Giants, I said, I want either him or or Delpit. And we got Delpit, and I was happy with it. And then obviously he tears his Achilles. Happens. Training camp, and this is the year we have Andrew Sandejo back there, who might be the worst defensive player I've ever seen. And I have watched some Browns defensive defensive units that have been absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah. Um, but, all right, so we got Rookie of the Year. We got MVP. Who's your defensive player of the year? And you better impress me with this pick. Defensive player. I know that you know who I'm taking. Um, You're probably picking one of the Bosa brothers, aren't you? Nick Bosa's not even playing, man. <laughs> Joe Bosa? No. Miles Garrett, best defensive player in football. Yeah, he he's playing really well. I will not lie to you. Leads league in sack, sacks, tackle I for loss, strip sacks. To he go, can't, can't be guarded. To to go with your your pick for defensive rookie of the year, I think that. Devin White is a very under the radar defensive player of the year this year. Because Another under the radar, I'd say, is Patrick Queen for Baltimore. Yeah, both both of those LSU great. linebackers. LSU is linebacker U, baby. <laughs> like, I mean, they're they linebacker U. They're you can make an argument for DBU. I personally uh, think that's Ohio State. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's both LSU, Florida State. <laughs> Ohio State produced some it's, exceptional it's exceptional DBs. Honestly, it seems hate- like Florida State, with the other than Ramsey, um, as of late, has fallen off a little bit. But I mean, obviously, like back in the day, back in the day, you have like Deion Sanders, and that's another argument that we're just not even gonna get yeah. into today because we'll be here all night. Yeah, um, not something for today. Yeah. So as we shift into college football. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit, get ready for talk about some Heisman, some big games this weekend. Uh, and then we'll get into our interview. Joey, if you, who's the Heisman favorite right now? I was about to say, if you had to pick somebody for the Heisman, who is it, Joe? Who is it? Right. I was asking you, um, I'll answer right after you. I know who I think it's, I I think I know who you're going to pick. If it's the same person that you told me a week ago. It's really hard to make an argument. I think that the three finalists, when it's all said and done, um, I think will be Mac Jones from Alabama. Um, I know you like that one. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, from, from Clemson. He's even missing two games. I, you just can't exclude him. No. And, and Justin Fields from Ohio State. And two, two of the three of those were the top two candidates coming into this year. Uh-huh. Um. I would say that if I'm going off of all the games that have been played, I would pick Justin Fields because he's looked like the best. But the problem is, is he's played two games while yeah. Trevor Lawrence has played six and Mac Jones has played, I think, five. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really hard to tell. And if I take out Justin Fields, I want to go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, but now he's missed last week and he's about to miss this week, which – which is going to really hurt his chances because Notre Dame is definitely the best defense he'll face all season uh, until be maybe the play playoffs. Him. Yeah, they'll be playing in an ACC championship game, though. I, I think the so. Heisman votes are taken, so that shouldn't yeah, like that. That could definitely, yeah. Yeah. If I had to make a guess right now, I'd say it goes to Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Um, 
because I think when it's all said and done, I think that the name and the eye test definitely the reputation of the player factor into it a lot. Um, we saw that last year with all big name players. I mean, if you're looking at like raw stats and stuff, um, Zach Wilson from BYU should be in there and, and he's not, or I hate to say it, but Malik Willis, I mean, like, look at what he's doing. Um, but the thing is, is it, a lot of it is the big name recognition. And I truly believe that. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Joe Burrow won over Chase Young last year. But because he was a when it's all said and done, I truly believe it will be Trevor Lawrence because Justin Fields just won't have enough time to make up for it. I totally agree with you on the fact that Justin Fields won't have enough time to make up for it because right now the Big Ten is skating on thin ice with COVID stuff. Um, Kevin Warren is a joke. Wisconsin is out their quarterback, uh, who is a good player. Worth, I think his name is, something like that. Like, he is a uh, good yeah. player. Um, I'd even say that if he was playing a full season, he might end up looking into the Heisman conversation. He might be an early one for next year. I mean, uh, through one game, he looked amazing. Yeah. Um, he, he is good, but I would say it's going to come down to the Clemson quarterback versus the Alabama quarterback. I think Mac Jones statistically is having a better year than Joe Burrow last year. Statistics aren't the whole thing with it. He's thrown for more yards and more touchdowns, and his passer rating has been higher in every single game. Granted, he's played teams like Ole Miss, who will lay down on defense. and Mississippi State. <laughs> really, Mississippi State, who don't really do much on defense. And so, of course. They haven't really done much anything this year other than their first game. Exactly. But I I think a two sleepers, I have two sleepers for the Heisman that I think could sneak in over possibly fields based on your logic about, like, not – not playing enough games and everything, I think both the Alabama and Clemson running backs will both be looked at it for Travis Etienne. Yeah, Etienne. And Najee Harris. Najee Harris is having an amazing, just very like under the – like Dalvin Cook had a couple years ago, just very under the radar, just like home run year. So I think one of them are sleepers. If I had to pick a Heisman winner right now, I think it's Mac Jones because – He's have statistically having a better year than Burrow, but I'm not taking anything away from Trevor because Trevor's still unreal, and I don't want to play him in two weeks with Florida State. So, yeah, I mean Mac Jones, he's he's third in passing yards right now, uh-huh. um, behind Shane Bouchelle from SMU. Had a good year at SMU, though. and the quarterback of Brandon's favorite school in college football. Dylan Gabriel, UCF. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they played the high school that I work at, uh, O'Galley High School. They played them in last week's game. There you go. Um, but then you look at it in terms of of touchdowns, and man, I really got to scroll. Where's Mac Jones? Oh, he's ninth. There we go. Yeah. So he's got a lot of ground to make up there. Um so we'll see. I mean, he's only 300-some yards ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you if you're looking at stats. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence would have put 300 yards on uh, Boston College. So 
that's a very tight race because he missed yeah. the game. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But, um, yeah, I, I think that when it comes to the playoffs now, I think we all know who the top three teams will probably end up being. Uh, unless Notre Dame can somehow beat Clemson twice. Um, Tough. I, Tough ask. Yeah, I, as a Notre Dame fan, I don't think that will happen. Um, yeah. I know beating them once will be good enough for me. Um, so I think Clemson's a lock. Alabama, I don't see any team in the SEC that's going to stop them. The only team that I really thought stood a chance was Georgia. And honestly, they didn't look too good. Yeah. Um, their quarterback situation hasn't worked out as good as it was looking at the very start. And other teams who are projected to have good years like LSU or Tennessee or Auburn don't look good. Yeah. Um, so I think that they're a lock. And I personally think that Ohio State's a lock because I don't see a team in the Big Ten that's going to stop them. A lot of people thought it would be Penn State. I personally thought that Wisconsin had the best chance, and Wisconsin's on the brink of canceling their whole season. So that's, that's where we're at. It's tough. So at the end of the day, you can think about who gets the four seed, but it really comes down to what-if scenarios. You know, it's currently Notre Dame. If they if they go 11-1 and one with only with splitting with Clemson, is that enough to get into that playoff spot? Um Georgia, I feel like the only way they would get in is if they end up winning the SEC, they'd have to win out. Um, Because if they don't win out and they lose the SEC championship, they're sitting at, what is that, 10 and 2 or 9 and 2? I don't know. How many games the SEC played? 10? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be be 9 and 2. I don't think that gets them in. So now you start talking about uh, Wisconsin's out. I think that even going undefeated, I, I don't think they get in. So I don't see two teams from the Big Ten at all. Yeah. And I think so. My personal top four, real fast, because um, we got to get on to talking about a couple of other things real fast before we get going with our interview. Um, my top four would probably be Bam at one. Um, I think they end up passing Clemson because they're going to be a one loss team because I firmly believe that Notre Dame beats them on Saturday. Mm. Uh, I Bring it home, Brandon. I think Alabama's going to be number one. I think Clemson's going to be number two because they beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. Okay. Um, I enough. think that Ohio State would probably be number three uh, with, I think, a group of five team gets in for the first time with Cincinnati. Cincinnati looks awesome. Um, I think they finally give them the chance. Alabama by 50. Oh, for sure. But they, they give a group of five school a chance to be on the – So you think that if Notre Dame goes 11-1, and one, including a win against Clemson, that they'd put an undefeated Cincy in over them? I really do. I really do because they're not going to win their conference. And it sucks. Like, I, I totally get it. But I, I really feel like if it came down to that – I'm not saying this is what I think should happen or endorsing it, but just based on what I've seen in the past – I think if it were to come to that, I still think they'd go with Notre Dame. Yeah. Or I an undefeated Pac-12 champion. Or a one-loss Oklahoma State Big 12 champion. Yeah. 
Now, I don't think that there will be an undefeated Pac-12 champion, and I don't think Oklahoma State will finish here with one loss. But there's a lot of crazy scenarios, so at this point it's just wait and see. But you said you have Notre Dame winning on Saturday. Uh What is your final score prediction? Final score prediction? Um, I will have 34-21 Notre Dame because their running back scores two touchdowns. 34 – we win by 13. Yes. Wow. The defense looked awful against Boston College. The Clemson defense looked awful versus Boston College. So. Second half, they looked great. It was like watching two different teams. I watched almost the whole game. Oh, it's going to be tough because, I mean, Ian Book will be the difference in this game. I think he throws for 250. Um, scary. <laughs> probably a pair of touchdowns. And then the running back gets two touchdowns. And then the uh, kicker gets two field goals. So – Fair enough. I mean, DJ Ugolui, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that guy's name. It's going to be like – People gonna are going to be like, you're you're uneducated. You don't really know sports. I was like, no, I just cannot pronounce it. It took <laughs> yeah. me a year before I finally was able to pronounce Ante Tacumpo. I mean, it's going to be like two. And this one, it's even harder. Know, it's but... like five vowels in a row. Yeah. It's like I'm doing a – clearing my throat. Ooh, yeah. Like I'm warming up for <laughs> choir or something, man. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot like Tua Tagovailoa. Like, a lot of people were like, Tua-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. It's like, whoa, no, that's so wrong. Well, it's like, you say, like, tongue, like, that. Yeah. Tongue of Iloa. So, we have an interview. Um, his name is Chad Hassan. He is from a sea of red with Liberty University. Um, he came at us, for lack of a better word, on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's one way to put it. Big, I'm just like we're just chilling. Big and Liberty he guy slides into a post from like a month ago. Like our first, our first post on the Erie to Atlantic show page um, is out in front of one of the things at Liberty because I was at Liberty last year and Joe is at Liberty right now. Yeah. Um, but Go Irish. again, um, we have an interview coming up with Chad Hassan uh, talking about the landscape of college football right now, um, a team like Liberty that is now ranked number 25, big time things for Hugh Freeze. Um, Absolutely. Top 10 and, coach in football. I oh, stand by that. Sure. I stand by that statement. Hugh Freeze might be one of the best offensive coaches in football and might be the best. Top, top five there. Top five we, there for sure. We will definitely find out eventually to see what they end up doing at the end of this year. But we'll now be cutting to our interview. Um and this is – we are going to make this civil on our end because I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea how this is going to go. This guy was flaming us all night this past Sunday, um, and it was low-key borderline ugly. I mean, I was being sarcastic as ever, and I think he took it personally. Um, so we're like, you know what, let's just invite him on the show, see what he has to say. 100%. Um, but you know what the thing is, is I've had a grumpy day. I've slept like six hours in the last two days. Um so if he comes at me, I'm probably gonna pop off. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. try not to. We're gonna try to try to it keep happens. it nice and <laughs> it happens. I mean We don't want to scare away future guests, you know. I, I want I would I would Malik I want Baker Willis. Mayfield on this show one day. Malik you know? Willis eventually after he finishes up. After he here. wins the Heisman in the national he's going to beat UCF in the national championship this year. I, I would love to see Hugh Free national championship. Eventually. Um, we almost got him last week. We almost did. We did. We, did. we almost um, did. We'll keep we trying. We almost got that. him right as we started, but we'll get there. Probably after the season ends. Yeah, for sure. Um, he'll be a lot more down to do stuff like that. Maybe Richard McKay coming up soon with Liberty Basketball. 
Mm. We'll figure out about that. But uh, he's probably gonna baptize me in a week and a half. Actually, that's exciting. Well, that's about a week because I'll be there. I mean, like but, uh, nine days, eight days. I don't know. I, I can't count. You know. Well, all I'm right. So I'm from Nevada. I can't count. Oh, I said I wouldn't talk about the election. Sorry, everyone. My bad. We're going to be really slow. But uh, anyways, let's hop into the interview. All right. Welcome back to the Erie to Atlantic show. Uh, my name is Brandon, and I'm here with Joey and our special guest, Chad Hassan from Sea of Red. Uh, we are happy to have you on to talk about some Liberty Athletics. Um, being one of the beat writers slash just covering Liberty sports at the Sea of Red. You are kind of like an insider, I'd like to say, um, and pretty passionate about it. Um, so, Joey, go ahead. Hi, I'm Joey. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, happy, happy to have you on, Chad. Um, you know, talk some good stuff. Um, I mean, so far in the show, you know, we've talked about a lot of different stuff over the last few episodes earlier on in this one. Um, we talked a little bit of college football, but we're getting into the, the group of five, the mid-major a little bit, something that I really enjoy a lot. Being a kid from uh, from Northeast Ohio, I always love Maction. Shout out to Kent State, getting a big dub. My, uh, my mom's alma mater, uh, getting a nice little dub on the opening night of Maction last night. Um, Got a few buddies that I play ball with that are there, but uh, we're we're excited to have you on, Chad. Uh, obviously, Liberty making some huge noise on the national stage, um, being ranked for the first time ever. Um, a lot of people thought that maybe at some point during Hugh Freeze's tenure that that would happen, um, and I think it actually happened a little sooner than people thought. Um, and I know with, with the different schedule, it certainly helped Liberty this year. Um, and they have a huge game against Tech this, this weekend. Um, as we sit here on Thursday, it's, it's two days away. It's like 40 hours away from when we're recording. Uh, when we drop it tomorrow morning, it'll obviously be the next day. But it, I feel like if Liberty plays this game week one as they're supposed to, um, before COVID, before – all the different scheduling, all that. My guess is Tech probably would have pulled it off because um, it would have been Malik Willis's first game. Um, we lost a lot of good players. Obviously, we have a lot of really young players that are new this year, and they've stepped up. But I think it's a huge advantage to Liberty um, having it in the middle of the season. Um, and a lot of critics, uh, like I talked to my friends, family back home, they say Liberty shouldn't be ranked. They haven't played anybody, um, all that. And yeah, we've had a we've had a soft schedule. But when when you're undefeated this far into the season, um, I think that speaks volume. And I really think I thought that not this past week, but the week before, they should have gotten in. And I think they definitely deserve to be in. And and this is other than the bowl game, I would say that this is probably the biggest game in Liberty football history. Um, I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but, but that's my thoughts. Um, so obviously you graduated in 09, I believe, correct? I think that's what yeah, that's your right. bio yeah. says. Yeah. yeah. So the, the program's taken huge steps um, over the last 11 years. Um, obviously the most talented roster that they've had. 
the best quarterback they've had, best head coach they've had. Um, what are your projections for, for the near future, for the rest of the season, um, and for the next couple years? What, what do you think the, the program is going to look like? Uh, that's kind of uh, a good question. I, I think a lot of it depends on um, Hugh Freeze and Ian McCall. I, I really honestly, if Hugh, you know, if Hugh keeps winning the way he did, he is. He was at, he was at Arkansas State for two years. He was at Lambeth for two years. So this is his second year at Liberty. He, I, I really just, just getting to hear him. He loves being the first. He loves building something. He loves milestones and, and breaking that. And I'm just kind of sitting back saying, all right, top 25, that's about as good as we're going to get at Liberty, you know, without without substantial growth throughout the roster. or um, Especially as an independent, too, not right. being in a conference. Yeah, I mean, BYU's done it, but they have that prestige. They have that, They have that. Um, you know, they're recruiting a lot better than we are. So I think if Hugh leaves – which I don't think is completely out of the possibility if he gets the right job offer. Um, you know, I think a lot of it depends. It's hard to tell right now with COVID, but I was telling John earlier, I think that we should use this year of all the winning and everything to kind of build a, more of a fan base, build more of a booster club than we have right now and kind of just uh, start building some of those foundational blocks Sixty type program year in and year out. So, to answer your question, I think that I, I trust Ian a lot to bring in um, to capitalize on this, and then also to bring in a good replacement if Hugh leaves. If Hugh doesn't leave, the next couple of years I could see us hovering around this top twenty-five. I could see us being what Boise State was a couple of years ago in the G five ranks. U, UCF comes to mind. Um, Cincinnati's currently. I could see us being a top three or four, five. Um, I honestly, if Hugh stays for a couple more years, I can see us being in a new year's six bowl. Uh, that's kind of crazy. But, um, if Hugh's not here, I think we kind of take a step back on that type of national stuff, but I definitely think we're, we could build a foundation to be a top 50 program. I don't think we're ever going to go back to the, to the lulls of, you know, bottom of the G five ranks. So I definitely think we've crossed that bridge where we could consistently recruit in the top 70 in the country and then, and then, you know, occasionally be ranked in the top 40. Um, so I think a lot of it depends on what happens with coach freeze, because I really think a lot of this success is, is because of his scheme and his just uh, pretty much, I mean, he's taken players that he says it every week that are out athletic by every team and he, the, what they're doing, the plays they're calling the, the tempo. I mean, except, said a couple weeks ago, he credits Hugh Freeze for changing the way he calls a game uh, and the way he runs a game. He, 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 you know, Saban's obviously the ground and pound and the Derrick Henry's come to mind and, and Mark Ingram's. And then they played Hugh Freeze and got beat and changed it. So I think a lot of the success is Hugh Freeze. If he leaves, I don't think we'll be top 25-ish anymore, but I definitely think we can build on a foundation and be top 60, top 50 for the next five to 10 years. Still, so still a consistent like bowl eligible five hundred program. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the the facilities, the facilities we have is like the key staple, like facilities. And then the one thing about Liberty, and you know this is, as a Notre Dame fan, is we have a national brand. We're not regional. We're not stuck to being regional. And and we have we've had that national brand long before our football team was any good. So I think that uh, those two things, the national brand, 
with alumni all over the country and more of a, a people know who we are across the country and then the facilities. I was just reading an article today. Uh, it was actually a hit piece on Jerry or talking about the whole Jerry situation. Liberty's endowment is top 70 in the country and the operating costs allow us to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars every year. So the money we have, the facilities we have, have yeah, we're not going back you know, 90, 100 ranks. I don't think ever again, unless somebody comes in and just really screws it up. Man, Willie Taggart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, one thing that you said that kind of perked me a little bit was about possibility of Hugh Freeze looking other places. And that's something that a lot of like Liberty fans and Liberty students right now who don't understand that like Liberty isn't like that like top level type of tier yeah. yet and like what people have to think about is like Hugh Freeze in my opinion is a top 10 to 15 coach in college football and the fact that Liberty was able to get him at that low level and let him build Liberty all the way up gradually like I would not take that for granted whatsoever if I'm a Liberty fan student etc and a couple different places that I could see Hugh Freeze potentially going to, to if it if the contract and everything is right is texas comes to mind because it's been told that tom herman is looking to go other places i don't uh, think tom I, herman's looking to go other places i think texas is looking to go with another person yeah i think i think tom it's, herman has not been the guy no uh, i would also say that me being from oklahoma um both oklahoma programs might be looking for a new head coach soon, depending on what the Dallas Cowboys do with trying to go get Lincoln Riley. I don't think it happens, but you never know. And they may look at Hugh Freeze being an offensive mastermind to go replace an offensive mastermind with Lincoln Riley. The same thing with Oklahoma State with Mike Gundy. They've never made that next step. They've always had the team to do it, but they've always been outcoached. So they may look at an offensive mastermind like uh, Hugh Freeze to build up their program a little bit. Um, Another couple, I mean, he's from the Southeast. Uh, he has a daughter that goes to Auburn. Gus Malzahn may be out soon, and Auburn may look his way. Uh, Michigan is another one that comes to mind. I know Joey likes that uh, Jim Harbaugh is about to be out. Actually, he probably hates it because Michigan's awful. But, um, yeah, again. I mean, being, being from Ohio, we thrive off of off – of, uh, Michigan's failures um and I don't I don't understand how Jim Carbaugh has been there as long as he has he's like two and six again no, not, he's like two and four against Michigan State um he hasn't beat Ohio State um I think he's one and two against Notre Dame and he hasn't won a big bowl game and I I think that Unless Michigan, especially after this loss to Michigan State uh, this past week, if they don't beat Ohio State this year, and I don't think they will because I think Ohio State is up there with Clemson and Alabama in a league of their own. Um, and I think if he doesn't, I think he's gone. I really do. And I think he should be gone. Yeah, um, for sure. Now, I don't think that Hugh Freeze would go to Michigan – just because he's more of a Southern type guy. 
and he doesn't really strike me as a Big Ten guy. But, I mean, like we've said, he's a top 10, top 15 coach in college football, and I'm sure he wants to be back in in the top programs. I, and when I say that I think he'd rather be at a Texas or a Michigan or an Auburn, it's no disrespect to Liberty, but it's like, Hugh Freeze, had he stayed at Ole Miss, I think they could have been competing for a national championship by now. Um, they probably could have stolen an SEC away from Alabama, and I, I really think that he wants to get back to that. you you got to think that – I mean, if I'm in Hugh Freeze's shoes, I'm always thanking Liberty because they, they pulled him out from, from the bottom when it looked like his career as a coach was over, um, and they, they resurrected him, but – I don't think that he owes it to Liberty to stay here forever. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I last couple of weeks he said there's only a and um, I read into that as a few programs. I went through and listed. I had 19 programs that I thought that if the job came available. Um, he would go to. So I think, um, let's see, you named a bunch of them. Um, some of the borderline ones would be Baylor, Tennessee, um, some anywhere in the South like that. That's kind of like middle of the road, especially sec. I mean, he loves the sec. Um, but something you guys are kind of, I think leaving out of the picture is I, I'm not totally sure it's uh Hugh freeze or Jimmy Sexton, his agent. I'm not totally sure it's their, their call at this point. I think, uh, he even made it super clear when he was hired at Liberty. I think that call is strictly on his wife right now. I think she has – she basically said, look, I, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to be in those huge, like, every time we go somewhere, somebody's, like, yelling about your affair and all this kind of stuff. She wants to go somewhere safe where she can – they can raise their girls in the kind of a bubble-type environment. So I think she's found a home at Liberty. today he said basically was like hey look i could he has had offers from uh i think uh, he had offers from alabama and uh, i think is the other he's an offensive coordinator he's like i could have handled it i'm 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 over that kind of stuff. girls they weren't ready for it so i think that's that's a huge factor about when he that Hugh is leaving in the next four to five years. I would be really surprised if he's here longer than that. Also, not – I wouldn't be super surprised if this was his last year at Liberty. But, you know, obviously we want him to stay as long as possible. Sure. I think he's oh, a huge – sure. Um, I mean, I, I get that's definitely true with the family thing. Um, but as Liberty's starting to get bigger and bigger, um, you know, we're a top 25 school technically now um no matter what people want to say um it you look at the rankings and we're there and so we're we're getting back into the spotlight and so i think that yeah i mean you go to a one of these top top power power five schools and and that would probably happen more but i also don't think that it's happening not happening at all while he's here but that's definitely a really good point to, to raise, and I think a lot of people are missing. I didn't really think about that that much. Um, but it, it, certainly, it certainly does 
does come into play. But yeah. at the same time, I every really time, think that, every time you hear him sorry, uh every time you hear him answer that question, just listen to him talk about how happy his wife and kids are here i kind of read into that not just like hey my wife and kids are actually happy here i i honestly think that he's been given a ultimatum and I, I he has never admitted this or said this but i think you know jill probably said yeah you can be a head coach again and we can go down this road again but uh you know we're going somewhere where we feel and stuff like that image gets rebuilt and stuff like that so I, I would see that as a as a as a large factor in his decision and um over Tillian kind of like Vanderbilt, Kentucky, a lot of the C school making that. So I think yeah, we'll pay you. We'll make you the top paid G five coach. So as far as money goes, family goes, uh building a program, I think he has it all in front of him. But, it, it, you know, it is no question that Hugh Freeze is all about big-time college football, especially the SEC, and that's where he wants to be. 100%. Yeah, that, that's why I think he'd have to have I, – I don't really think it's the money that's going to factor into him leaving. He doesn't seem like that type of guy, like a Jimbo Fisher. Um, sorry, Brandon, but that, that's the best example I can think of. Um, I think it has to be a program that – it can be a quick turnaround and he can get back to winning fast like Texas or Auburn. Um, obviously not like a, a Vanderbilt or a Kentucky, like you mentioned, or Tennessee. So I, I think it's interesting. Um, but obviously, yeah, Hughes turned this program around to the point where suddenly a matchup against Virginia Tech that everyone says it's basically like, one of those games are, oh, it's a Power 5 school versus a non-Power 5 school. Tech by tech by 20. Now it's, oh, there's a top 25 team in the matchup, but it's not Virginia Tech. It's Liberty. But Tech still is favored by 14 and a half, which if you're a betting man, I don't know if you are. Um, I like to throw some money around in sports. I think Liberty can easily cover the spread there. I think they can win the game. Um so with COVID, there's only going to be a thousand people at Lane Stadium, um, which is which is big because they're known to have a very good home field advantage, um, and being favored by so much, Hugh Freeze uses the term "rat poison," um, which I believe he took from was that Lane Kiffin or Nick Saban who said it first? I've heard all three of them say it. I don't know who said it first. I think Saban said it to Lane Kiffin. There you go. Gotta love Lane Kiff and the Lane train. He's a he's a wild guy. But so obviously I think that the fifteen point underdog kind of cancels out the quote unquote rat poison uh that Hugh talks about. So what are your thoughts on this Saturday? Um we'll get to score predictions at the end, but what do you think the biggest keys to the game are um and how Liberty fares against a real power five school? So not Syracuse. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, Hendon Hooker was 10 for 10 last week against Louisville, so I think he can pass the ball to 10 passes. So I think the key to the game is scoring early, and I know that everybody says that, score early, fast start, and all that. It's kind of cliche, but in this matchup, we really can't – we really can't 
make Malik drop back and throw it 35 times. If we do, we're going to see some of those, some of those accuracy problems, some of those things that just have kind of plagued him over at Auburn. And we haven't seen any of it and he could have changed, but it's a little bit different when six foot eight, six foot six is bearing down on you, you know, versus, uh, versus someone else. And, and then the coverage is going to be tighter um, because these DBs are, you know, top recruits in the country. So, um, yeah, I think the key to the game is scoring early. If we can score early, that frees us up on the playbook. If we're down by two scores in the second half and we have to drop back and try to start throwing our way back into the game, it could get real ugly real fast. So I think the, the key to the game, one, is it forces Virginia Tech to have to throw the ball. And they only attempted 10 passes last week. Hinden Hooker's not, you know, Joe Montana. So I would say, uh, I would say getting out to the early lead is probably the key to the game. Yeah, I'd say for me, it's it's winning the trenches. Um, Liberty's been at its best when we've been able to run the ball on first and second down um, with ease. I think that we have to control the line. Um, when you're playing against a Power 5 school, usually their skill players are better than yours. Um, that's just how it is. Um, obviously, I think that we have the better quarterback, but, I mean, they – Virginia Tech is usually known to have a pretty a stout defense. Um, this year it, it hasn't as much, but um, I hate to say it as a Liberty student, but Virginia Tech is a better team. You know, they have better recruits and more experience, I feel like, and, and that's a disadvantage for Liberty. But I, by no means am I saying that I think that we can't win. Um, I, I think that we have to control – we have to stop their run run game, like you said, force them to throw and keep our run game open. It's what – I'm a Browns fan. It's what the Browns do every week. It's don't make Baker throw if he doesn't have to. Don't make Malik throw if he doesn't have to. Um, you know, I think that we have to utilize Malik's legs to our advantage. Um, the RPO option game will be big. And if we successfully can run the ball and stop their run, that can really flip the script. And that's how – and I believe we will do that, and that's why I think Liberty will come out with a win. Bold right. take. Bold. I mean, for some people – Bet the over. Um, bet the over, really. Okay, big cat. Um, bet the over. Bet the – always bet the over. Um, I would Liberty, say – Bet the over. With taking what exactly what Joey was saying, um, I've been a big proponent of if we had Malik Willis last year, whenever I was a Liberty student last year, um, I firmly believe that that team doesn't lose very many games, if any. Um, I've been saying – If we have Malik and Hugh week one, we beat Syracuse. But no Hugh Freeze, no Malik Willis. That's why we lost. It, it hurt me uh, watching – all of the like Tate Martell getting the um, the waiver to play and Malik Willis not last year because I had been telling everybody last year because I had watched them getting him in transfer portal this that and the other I'm like this kid's legit like you guys are gonna see a different brand of football next year and it's very evident that they are um, so again like exactly what Joey was saying uh, you got to run the ball and run the ball well. Um, I'll go ahead and make a, maybe a score prediction, a little, uh, little score prediction action. I I think Virginia Tech does pull it out barely. I think it's a one-possession game the entire thing. It's a back-and-forth effort. Um, I will probably go 
it's gonna be high scoring too because it's just how it is <laughs> i guess um i'd probably this say, will definitely be a shootout yeah it'll i i might go 45 41 liberty you should bet the bet the high over Oh, yeah, there. for sure. The, the over-under is 67 and a half, and I will easily take the over on that. Yeah. And the fact that Liberty's going to score 41 points on Virginia, that's that's big. I mean, it's going to be a big thing for recruits to see, like, hey, this team can keep up with Virginia Tech. This team can beat the tar out of Syracuse in a couple weeks playing. We uh, will beat NC State. In a couple weeks I will confidently say that we will beat NC State. It's, it's big for the recruits because they have been getting a couple, like, pretty good like best recruit i feel like every single time we get an update it's like oh this is the best recruit in school history oh this is the best recruit in school history oh so it just keeps on going up and up and up so i really do think that this if they win or lose this game if they keep it close i think it's massive for recruits just because it's national television too and so some kid is thinking about who's in the middle of central virginia that's saying oh i'm gonna go to virginia tech and then they see this team liberty Come in with we are stealing uh, recruits away from Old Dominion. That is a fact. Oh, 100%. We are swipe. We are swiping them away. 100%. And we have a chance to swipe recruits away from NC State, too. Because there's a lot of people hovering on that North Carolina-Virginia line. They, you know, they look at schools like that. Um, and if we can beat NC State, that could that could definitely flip the script. Um, I mean, I saw it here whenever I was here in Florida. I mean, UCF did the same thing. They're taking yeah. the state of Florida Miami's recruits. It's like, whoa. Like, yeah, I mean, look, Cincinnati's taking recruits away from Ohio State. No, just kidding. I went too far. <laughs> Indiana's going to steal them from Notre Dame. No, they're not. Ah, they keep on going. Indiana we'll will not end the year ranked. We'll, we'll find out, though. We'll find out, though. Um, but That Penn State win doesn't look as good because Penn State is not what people thought they were. No, not at all. You get clapped by the Buckeyes in Happy Valley. Yeah, no whiteout though. I was sad. I was really sad. But uh, so the main reason why you are on our podcast right now, Mister Hassan, um, we had a little bit of a Twitter disagreement. That's in quotes. Um, that's what I just kind of came up with. As the old lady from the Wendy's commercial would say, "Beef." <laughs> we have the beef um, about man. I really want some pretty athletic, um, and how people who don't grow up Liberty fans, but go to Liberty even if it's say ten hours from their house, give or take. Um, even if they had family members going to other schools, even if they've been to they've been season ticket holders at other schools. Um, you made the claim that people should drop it and go to Liberty, especially right now because they are picking up steam. So well, that would be called bandwagoning. The floor is yours. <laughs> All right. So basically, I, I think um, first I didn't know that you didn't go to Liberty anymore. Um, yeah. So only so only one of you is a Liberty student, right? Yeah, Joey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> here, here's my thought on it, and I, I came into Liberty as a Virginia Tech fan was, you know, same, same as you guys, as you, as you get older, you realize Joey, especially you'll realize when you go to apply for a job and you put on your resume 
that you graduated from Liberty University and somebody looks at you, especially if you're not from this area, they're going to look at you and say, where's that? What's that? You know, Liberty, it sounds like, oh, is that that diploma, that, that online diploma mill down in Virginia? Or is that, is that Falwell School? That's the kind oh, of the yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, I get that, that all the time. I hate that. I so, hate that. Is that? I is would that, say are, not anymore. Not are you, anymore. <laughs> are you a Jerry's kid? Um, I mean, uh, you, get, you get all of those types of things, right? So I can't stand I, the Falwell. Senior, junior. John, as, Jonathan's okay. He's okay. So but, as, as a, that, that's, that's point number one. And this is directed mainly at Joey is look, as you, as you graduate and become an alumni, uh, you, you're going to want all the success of the athletic programs, not only so that you can, uh, not only so that you can have a sweet ring or, or be really happy with your friends and family, but because it's going to affect your life. I mean, it really does. It really does. When I'm around the office at, at work, I mean, people are kind of like, you know, oh, he went to Liberty. Oh, you're a Liberty grad. Oh, did they, what did they teach you there? Basically, are you worth, are you worth hiring right now? Because you have a Liberty diploma. So that's number one is basically as you go on in life, where you went to college has some type of impact on the jobs you're able to get. And not only the jobs you're able to get, but um, you're standing with your coworkers and just people, you know, if, if I'm walking around the office and some engineer went to Virginia Tech, I'm like, oh, this dude's probably smart, right? It, if But if they see me, they're like, oh, this dude has a finance degree from Liberty. What, you know, what is that? That, you know, so that's one thing. It adds credence to that. Number two, I think that you guys have such a place. First of all, I didn't realize you were not a student anymore, Brandon. But you guys had such a, uh, a, you built such a quick following last year with your Jersey Boys accounts, which, by the way, I just until just now realized that it's not because you're from Jersey. It's because you wore yeah. jerseys to the games. Well, so, that's literally how it started. The day of the Radford game, we went to the bookstore. We had 20% off coupons and we got the script Liberty jerseys. Yeah. So I, yeah, just... I, I'm putting it together cause I see all this stuff, but you guys had such a following. I loved when you went to Lipscomb last year, maybe. Um, and yeah. you just kind of started building this <laughs> thing. Um, Joe you know, loves Nashville. <laughs> it felt kind of like a um it kind of kind of felt like if you guys would have kept that going if if Brandon if you were still a student and you guys would have kept going to the games and stuff it felt like you guys were building something and i guess my point is as your as your clout or as your um following or as your whatever you call it your so does your as that rises because of liberty athletics so does your responsibility to basically, I don't know. I, I can't say, I can't say that you shouldn't have other teams, but I don't definitely don't think if you're getting to that level, like, can you guys imagine John Manson on Twitter, like talking about like he covers Liberty every day. He, he's at every game. Can you imagine him putting out a list and not including Liberty in his favorite teams? That to me was kind of just like, oh man, okay. These guys really weren't serious about Liberty. They were more serious about building a following for their student their student section or whatever and that was kind of where I came from was like all right so the more I felt like you guys had a positive thing going and and it just kind of was like disappointing Uh, I know that's a uh, that's an old man word to say but it kind of felt disappointing to be like all right well (laughs) here here they go just kind of trashing all that and um so those are the two things mainly is I think that as you as you get older 
you know, and you get out into the workforce and you're that diploma hanging on your wall or that thing on your resume, you're really going to want that to shine. And as I'll be honest with you, as Liberty keeps winning, um, most of my coworkers are in Columbus, Ohio. I work for AEP. And um, so most of that's where I headquarters. Uh, I have AEP and our power always sucks. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) So that's where a word to your boss. <laughs> that's where most of my coworkers are at. And, and until Liberty started winning football games, it was like, oh yeah, I went to a small school in Lynchburg, Virginia called Liberty. Well, first of all, the name kind of sounds goofy. It kind of, and some people think we're like, you know, Phoenix college of whatever, you know, where we just are online diploma mill. So I'm like, I have no respect with my coworkers by that. And that's the first thing that people say on internet calls, zoom calls or whatever. That's the first thing they go around. And tell us about yourself. Well, I went to Liberty, blah, blah, blah. So I think as you get older, Joey, you'll experience that. And, uh, as we've started winning, honestly, that respect and that just kind of, I went to Liberty means a whole lot more than it did five years ago. So that's one reason I've been just like kind of into it. But the other reason is mainly cause I, and this is the main reason is I feel like you guys had the positive thing going and just as you gain that clout and gain that following, it just kind of felt like a slap in the face to not only other Liberty fans that you had been kind of leading along this whole time, like you were all into this program, and then it's not even one of your favorite programs. But, like, think about the coaches and players. Like, think about the players that you have class with. You're like, hey, Mayo, what's up, man? Or he's not at the school anymore, but all these guys you cheered on and, and whatnot and your classmates with. And then for then to put out, and so it's starting to make more sense now that Brandon doesn't go to school there. And now that I know Joey, you applied to try to go to Notre Dame. I don't know if that was before you went to Liberty or during your time at Liberty, but either way, it's starting to make more sense about why you have kind of spread off and gone to this eerie thing and gone to, you know, you're running your accounts the way you are, but it kind of felt like initially I didn't understand all that. Initially I thought, Oh, the Jersey boys are kind of, kind of just, making this thing where they're just liberty's not nothing to them right now they're they still like the school but it's not in their favorites when you guys listed out your favorites there was nothing on there about liberty and that was kind of like all right that's kind of that's kind of in my opinion was a douche thing to kind of do but it's starting to make more sense now so that's kind of my take on that when i initially reached out i was like it was disappointing and i know that's an old man word but it's the only one that comes up was like wow these guys had something going on i was really looking forward to basketball season that's where I feel like you guys shine the most. And uh, Oh, yeah, basketball looking. is definitely a, a bigger thing for us. Um, I think that the groups like uh, the Jokers kind of run football, and I think that we run basketball. Um, but, I mean, in response to that, I think my cap count was at about three or four of the things you said. Um, I mean, we didn't start the Erie to Atlantic show as as, like, a thing to say, like, we don't care about Liberty. Um, we had the Jersey Boys show, and it just wasn't really taking off much because I want to go into sports commentary. That, that's the biggest reason why we do this. Um, Brandon and I probably talk now that he's gone. Um, like when he was here, we'd stay up till 3 in the morning talking about sports, whether that was – who's going to win the Super Bowl or whether that was mid-major basketball of conferences that no one's ever heard about. Um, and so we did this to have more of a national thing. Um, and since Brandon and I have such a wide fan base of sports, um, almost all my, my teams are in Ohio, obviously the Cavs, the Browns, the Indians, 
Um, hockey, I'm a St. Louis fan. Just one of those things that it's hard to explain. That's just how it's been. Um, and then obviously Notre Dame's in Indiana, but you know, it's right next door. That's our next door neighbor, you know. Um, and so, and then Brandon for basketball, he he's an Oklahoma fan. He grew up there, Oklahoma City, I should say, not not the Sooners. Um, baseball, he's a Dodgers fan. Also ties in with Oklahoma. Uh, that's another long story. And then obviously Florida State, like your parents went there. Um, you're going there next year. Uh, I get that. But the thing with with Notre Dame for me is you, you keep talking about how I'm going to have my Liberty diploma, which at this point I, I will, um, unless I find a way to get kicked out or something or <laughs> flunk out, which uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, I'm not saying I'm a perfect child, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I fully plan on going to Notre Dame for grad school. I did apply to Notre Dame. Um, at this point, I had already been turned down, and I'm at the point where I'm going to graduate in only three years instead of four. Um, I've made great connections here at Liberty uh, with Richie McKay. Um, uh, he was probably the first big connection that I got. Uh, I almost got the lunatics job, and then at the last minute, Ian McCaw said he wanted a junior senior, so that's that's what happened, and then I ended up being blessed enough. Uh, God put a job with LFSN in my lap, and I took took it and ran with it, and I'm so so thankful to be working with Alan York. He's a great guy to, to shadow and, and work with, and I've learned a lot from him, so um, there's no hate to liberty at all, but I mean, in, in pure honesty, i I didn't know about Liberty till I was a senior in high school. I, I didn't. Um, and that's, I'm not saying that to slander Liberty. It's just like you said, a lot of people don't know who that is, especially where I'm from up in the North. I'm from Ohio when a lot of times, if I say I'm from Liberty, if the people know what Liberty is, they say it's the Falwell school. And if they don't know who it is, they say, Oh, is that like West Liberty? Uh, which I think is in like West Virginia or something. And I think it's like an online school. Um, but we started this show just to, when we had the Jersey boy show, it was Liberty football, Liberty baseball, Liberty basketball. And it was hard to really get somewhere with it um, because there's already podcasts like flame central. I see red does different stuff. Um, it was really hard to get that attention and and get liberty people on the show while when we do this we're able to incorporate more people um you know we've had people from florida state we were supposed to have someone last week from notre dame and then a last minute thing came up we have you from liberty um we had a, a cleveland guy our very first episode and and so that's why we did that it's just because I'm also a Notre Dame fan does not mean I don't like Liberty. Um, Notre Dame was supposed to play Liberty in basketball this year. And it would have been very hard for me because it, you know, it's, it's like picking who's your favorite kid. It's hard to do. You can't do it. You're not supposed to do it. Um, it's like my dream school and likely future school versus my current school. Um, and I, I had said, and Brandon can quote me on this, that when Notre Dame was supposed to play Liberty, 
I was going to drive to South Bend, a place where I have not been since I got declined. I was going to go into the arena. I was going to get the best tickets available. I was going to try to get, you know, some of the tickets behind Liberty's bench. And I was going to wear my, my Liberty script, Liberty Jersey. And I was going to, you know, be pulling out all the tricks, jeering at Notre Dame. And, and that's something I never thought I'd ever do. Um, Cause ever since I was in elementary school, I always said that, you know, I'm going to go to school and every day I'm going to get out of my dorm and I'm going to look at the golden dome and walk past touchdown Jesus. And every Sunday I'm going to go to mass at the, at the Notre Dame cathedral. And obviously that's not where God took me. And that's where, and that's why I'm at Liberty now. But um, I think a lot of people would understand that because at Liberty on Saturdays, I don't see a lot of people wearing Liberty stuff. I see a lot of people, um, wearing i've seen tennessee stuff tech stuff uva stuff bama lsu florida ohio state state up north i i've seen it all um and so yeah. what brandon and i initially tried to do is when we started the jersey boy thing is is say like oh well you have to be liberty it's liberty versus everything and that was a big thing that the lunatics did and then we realized it's like we have to take this step by step. We are a small school. We just reached FBS. We're in one of the smallest conferences for basketball, which I hate. I hate that we're in the ASUN. I would love for us to move up to a bigger conference because we're never going to get the respect we want being in the ASUN. We won't. Um, and so we basically said, at this point, we are not going to get people to shy away from their childhood allegiances. And so we said, let's at least get them to be have Liberty as one of their teams. And so for me, it's, it's Notre Dame and Liberty at a very, very close second. And if the two were to somehow play each other this year, I honestly don't know who I'd root for it. I can't tell, I cannot sit here and confidently tell you who I'd root for. Um, and, and that's, that's years and years of fandom versus just over a year of being a Liberty student. And, and so I don't know. And so when people like you and Zach McLaren and, and Jake Spencer or whatever his name is, um, kind of attack us for that, that, that's why we fired back the way that we did. It's not because we don't like Liberty and we're saying we don't care about Liberty. It's, it's because that's just how it is. And obviously you have the perspective of being a graduate of 10, 11, 12 years. Um, Meanwhile, for Brandon and I, it's still very fresh. So, yeah. So, I, I have a couple of responses to that is one, I, I was in your exact shoes when I was my first couple of years at Liberty. I, I was in your exact shoes. And, and two, it, honestly, I think that that's a great thing just to get Liberty as one of the students teams. I mean, you know, everybody comes there with a childhood team or somebody that they grew up rooting for, but just to get them yeah, to there add aren't really kids. It, at our age that grew up Liberty fans. I know you said no. that your three kids are growing up, but I mean, your kids are a lot younger than Brandon and I. Um, I think that as I say that I can, the only I thing I, I had a problem with Joey background, but <laughs> yeah, it's time for him to eat. But the only, the go. only thing I had a problem with was just the promise I saw with the Jersey boys and the, and the things you guys were doing with basketball. And it felt like you had a little bit more invested in that, um, 
in the Liberty program, like if, if Liberty does well, if Liberty wins conference tournaments, um, then Jersey boys is going to grow. If Liberty does, you know, and it felt, it felt like you guys had more invested. So that's why I was like, all right, come on. You're just giving up on it that quickly. I thought honestly that you were a, that Brandon was still a student. And uh, so, yeah, it, it may, it's making sense to me now. And I, and I kind of would take walk most of that back that I said about having to choose Liberty and why is Liberty not one of your favorite teams? It's starting to make sense. I guess the one thing that kind of drew me to saying most of that was I thought that the Liberty boys had a, or the Jersey boys had, uh, and you still run the account and it says Liberty up front. So it's like, are you in, you know, and then, and then the perspective of the alumni, which, which, you know, dude, you're, you're, you're a college student. You, it, it will make more sense later on the things that I'm telling you when we win football games, I don't have to answer for Falwell's headlines. When we yeah. win football games and we're top 25, when we're top 25, I don't have to think people, I don't have people thinking that I went to some diploma mill on online school. When we win more football games, I don't have to answer. Oh yeah. It's, it's in Lynchburg. It's a small school. You probably never heard of it. You know, when we win more football games, when basketball is making March Madness and making the Sweet 16, I have a little bit more clout. And so that's what that's what drives me to be like, all right, you know, this is why I'm invested. If Virginia Tech wins a football game, yeah, I get to – I get back in the day, yeah, I used to be able to tell my West Virginia fans or anybody else, it's like, yeah, hey, my team beat your team. But now that just means so much more when it's from Liberty because of all the things I just mentioned. So um, it's making more sense. I would still say that if you're going to rep the Jersey Boy things, if you're still going to claim to the student section, if you're still going to be, um, if you're still going to say you're you the mean biggest, claim the student section. I think the tweet was, <laughs> yeah, I thought the student section was, I thought the tweet was, we've done more for the student section than anybody, something like that. And it's like, you know, I mean, in basketball last year, I think we did. Right. And so if you're going to make that claim, I just feels like that maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, we were there every game. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, you didn't. You we, didn't do we this. Rallied, we teamed up with Richie. Um, we made the first ever Camp, Camp McKay. Um, I mean, look at Liberty's numbers last year. And we did that in one year, you know, we teamed up with, we, we teamed up with, uh, with lunatics and which was also a newer thing. And you keep saying how, like the, you use the word clout. We didn't make the, the Jersey boys for clout. Um, it was literally a thing that Brandon, Brandon, me and the other guy, we, we thought of overnight. We're like, yo, let's go get these jerseys, wear them to a game. And really the reason why we made a Twitter page at all was because we made the Jersey boy show. And then that just kind of turned into like a fan page where almost like a, a clean bar stool, you know, some trash talk and, and some hype and spreading some news and just trying to get people aware, you know, we'd spread like game day themes where everyone needs to sit different traditions. Like I'm, I'm posting a video tomorrow on the Jersey boys about the, the key play thing for third down. Um, that's a thing that needs to stop, especially since we're playing Virginia Tech. Uh, you can't be stealing traditions from Virginia Tech, especially while you're playing them. So it, we did this stuff for Liberty. It wasn't for us because I mean, we don't really gain anything out of it. Like every once in a while, I'll walk to class and someone will say, oh, you're from the Jersey Boys. They'll be like, yeah. It, 
you know, we invest all this time for Liberty. And no matter what school I'm at, I would do the same thing. Um, it it was never doing, about us. It was about LU. I'm looking at doing something just like the Jersey boys whenever I get up to Tallahassee. I really am. Like Florida State doesn't have high numbers in basketball, and we have a top five team in the nation. So I wouldn't go that far. Oh, <laughs> I think I would. Um, You're a homer. But I would definitely say that I am in the same boat with Joey and the fact that we didn't really care about the clout. It was more of, hey, I went to the bookstore with Derek Rocky, the student body president last year, and Esther Lucinge, the vice president. And they said, hey, we have these jerseys now. And I was like, what kind of discount can I get? And the lunatic <laughs> said, 20, because I mean, I'm a broke college kid. Like, I can't spend that money. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I had about $200 in my bank account, and I spent almost almost half of it on one of these. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I got a 20% off discount, and I spent 80 bucks still. And I was like, this is great. Like, I'm just going to make this thing last. I'm going to wear it to every game. And then I called Joey up, and I was like, hey, dude, like, we should try to make this a thing, like the Jokers. We can try to be like – we could do we could do that sort of thing and so we went and the jokers always got a grudge on us which i think that's where the the jake spencer kid came from because you know he and a couple other of them like the one the one christian kid it's like they got jealous and and brandon and i if you look at some of our tweets you know we on twitter we like to mess with people and and I even say in my Twitter bio, it's like tweets are satire, yet people still think that I'm being 100% serious. Like, you know, we, we've messed with the Jokers just for fun, but at the end of the day, it's all liberty. And, and now these people are, like, out to get us. Um, and we called out a Sea of Red, like, a couple times on their hot takes about Hugh Freeze last year. And then, and then a couple people, like Zach, took a grudge on that and, and John a couple times. And, I mean, we don't have anything against them. I don't have anything against you. Um, Absolutely not. Like, at the end of the day, it's all Liberty. And, yeah, and, so, know, we so, invested so much time into the Jersey Boys. And when it's all said and done, like, Brandon and I, we're not really going to get anything out of it. The school might. The student body might. But us personally, the only thing that we're going to get out of it is a bunch of debt. I was fully ready to, to spend a few hundred dollars on a March Madness flight and hotel and, uh-huh. and tickets. And I was going to do it despite what – my dad told me I should do financially. Um, you know, I spent the money on the jersey. We spent all this money to uh, to to go to Nashville. That was not a cheap trip, and it was fun though. It was oh, dude! I have a newly new love for the city of Nashville. Mm. So I said I me, wanted to move to Charlotte, but now I think Nashville might be the move. Let me just clear it up. I don't think you're doing it for the clout. What I was saying is as you gain more clout, as people started liking your stuff, as you started getting more more clout, it became with more responsibility to to promote liberty. And, uh, you know, I I think you guys did a fun job. It's all, yeah, it was, other than other than kind of coming out, but I, I'm I'm getting the picture now. If I would have known Brandon wasn't there, and if I would have known a few of these other things, I kind of would have backed off on some of that. So I'm not really trying to say choose Liberty or choose Notre Dame. That's not that's not the play. The play is keep supporting Liberty and um, 
you know, I think that we're just on a different, we're just on a different wave with that. I, I kind of have viewed it as, man, that's where all my money's going. That's where all my parents' money's going. That's where all my classmates were. I made so And just like Phil, I mean, I can't tell you how many road trips I went on cheering on his teams. So when they win, it just means more to me than Virginia Tech, my childhood team. And maybe you'll get to that point. Maybe not. It sounds like you're pretty, pretty heavy on, on touchdown Jesus. And it's a, it's a much, it's a much sweeter program. You guys are going to get booty hey, blasted this, this weekend. Um, you guys probably will get booty blasted this weekend, but it's not Excuse like me? you're playing Clemson, right? Yeah. He said we're going to get, we are going to, and I quote, booty blasted. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But either way, liberty is, liberty is not. In real terms, in northerner terms, we're going to get raped. No, 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 you're going to get your butt kicked. Without Trevor Lawrence, I have Notre Dame by 10, but. Yeah. So. If we lose this game, it will be a one-score game. It will be a single-digit game. Um, and and one other thing, the lunatics have been around for a while. I, I think that they were started back in like two thousand six, seven, eight, somewhere in that area. And I think they did try to bring them back. They definitely died off for a little bit. But they definitely um, did do a very good job. I mean, I talking with with Matt Grady, who who was the head of it last year. Um, he had said that it had been like six years since they had actually they had been there but they hadn't done anything um and i'm not i'm not trying to take credit for all that lunatics did last year or before that but i mean i'm saying that they helped us and we helped them um it was a very good alliance i'm telling you right Uh, now i just to interrupt joey on this uh the lunatics um so i followed Derek rocky before i got to liberty because i found out he was going to be my student body president and so i was like hey i need to get to know this guy we need Derek rocky back i miss that guy. i uh, I just want i just want the record to show that i miss Derek rocky so much i um i so i called Derek rocky and like we were talking about like the lunatics and i was like hey i used to lead my student section in high school like this is something i love to do like what what can we do and i almost was the head of the lunatics last year as an incoming freshman and he went with somebody that had a little bit more experience going to liberty but i can tell you right now half of the ideas that they had were my ideas and i'm not going to take a ton of credit for all this kind of stuff but it was stuff that i wanted to do in high school that we didn't have the funds to do Um, all the theme nights and everything like a lot of those ideas we had a committee for it. It was. Oh, I miss those Monday morning meetings. Like, those were great. Roughly. Right. I mean, yeah, like we, we set up Camp McKay. We set up the Nashville trip. The Nashville trip had 40 plus kids on it, um, which it's like seven hours away and pretty expensive. And and we met with both Derek Rocky and Matt Grady to set that up. Originally, it was just Brandon, Mike, and I trying to find a ride to Nashville. Um because none of us had called. And, and then we had <laughs> talked. We're like, what if we could turn this into a bigger thing? Because we're talking with Matt. He's like, yeah, there's a couple other kids who want to go. So I don't know if, like, you can ride with me. And so we sat down. We had we had lunch over at Montview. We said, what if we can make this into a legitimate, like, student trip? And, and that's what we were going to do for March Madness. Because all year it had sounded like from athletics above 
above lunatics that there was going to be a March Madness trip, not just for the Jokers from Falwell. Because um, originally, like, not last year, the year before, when we actually played in March Madness, um, Jerry had sponsored a trip for Jerry's Jokers um, and helped them get there. I mean, obviously, it's because it was his namesake group. I'm sure that played into it. Um, and so last year, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. But at the last minute, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do anything unless it's in Greensboro. We'll take a bus. So that was basically the day before the A-Suns championship. And so we're thinking, like, okay, well, now we have – if we win tomorrow – we only have like a week and a half, two weeks to figure this out. And then we were close to having an actual trip with all the information, pricing, stuff like that planned. And then obviously COVID hit and it was all for nothing. But I mean, to say that people are disappointed in us to find out that we have childhood teams, I would say shame on them because it doesn't change the fact that we did so much. And it's not like we don't like Liberty. So and in my opinion, if they wanted, if people are disappointed or upset with us for that, um, whether it's alumni, current students, donors, whoever, that's fine. I've lived my whole life with adversity. I'll do it again. <laughs> I, that's their opinion, and they're they're allowed to have it. But I'm still going to, while I'm at Liberty, um, for the the next year and a half that I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be all out. I'm still planning on doing the Jersey boys. Um, you know, I, I already have someone who's going to fill in Brandon's spot. And even though there were three main ones last year that we still got other people who would come to certain games if they could make it. Uh, the, the biggest problem was a lot of them just didn't have the Jersey. Um, and there were times where we had like six or seven, like for the ASUN championship, there were eight of us. Um, so it, I hope that any Liberty fan that's listening to this, they know that, yeah, I'll admit, I like Notre Dame. I'm not saying that I would root against Liberty if they played Notre Dame. I mean, I don't think they're going to play Notre Dame for a long time. So luckily, no one's going to have to worry about that. But, um, I mean, I love Liberty. I, I love this school. I love the programs we have here. I've gotten to know some of the athletes. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten to know Scotty James pretty well. Uh, I talk to him every once in a while. I've gotten to know Cuff pretty well. Cuff, Cuff and I had a bet at the beginning of the year. Uh, another thing that I was going to do to try to get some, some more attention to our student section, I, was, I told him at the beginning of the year, I said, you win the A-Sun, you go back to March Madness, I will bleach my hair like you do. I was going to... All this hair that I have, and it's a lot, <laughs> I was I was going to bleach the whole thing. And then as we got to the A-Sun Championship, he's like, hey, I'll get you a full practice uniform or something like that. So I would get a little jersey upgrade, and, and I would basically be, like, dressing up as Elijah Cuffey for Halloween. Now, it looks like this year's hair is back to normal, so I'll have to figure out something else to do. But what? So, yeah, I honestly um... – I have to run. It's uh, it's baby's eating time. But I let, just let me recap and say, look, what you guys did last year was really fun to watch. 
And I would say, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word disappointed the same way you used it in there. I would even, I wouldn't use upset at all. I like, this is just more of a, like a letdown, like, oh man, they had something good going and it's kind of sucks to see that they're not all in on this thing. Like I am. That's I would it. Say That's I'm all it. In. I don't know how I could be more all in. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, it's just like publicly coming out and ranking teams and Liberty's not in your favorite. That was that, that was the not all in part to me. Now what you're doing and your actions and stuff, that's one thing, but I don't know. It just kind of feels like, I don't know. It's always been that way for me. I've always, even when I was cheering for Virginia tech, I didn't like people who cheered. I didn't like the fact that people would cheer for Virginia tech for football and then Duke for basketball. That's kind of where I was growing up. It was just kind of weird to me. It was like, you know, choose a team, be like, be loyal to something you guys are you're doing a phenomenal job you have a lot of fun doing it you're in college make the most of it go on the road trips and do all that I wouldn't say I was upset I wouldn't say I was disappointed like oh man this just hurt it was just like it was just like I mean, I you said that four times but <laughs> I know but you said disappointed then equated that to upset it wasn't the same it was disappointed more like oh these guys had a good thing going it sucks to see that they're not like I don't know I don't know the words I'm trying to say with all in. It's like, um, you know, if that's how if that's how you want to be a fan, Liberty is. <laughs> we are so young. We're accepting and open to all fans, whether they're Florida State. I mean, you name it. You could you can wear anything you want to the games. You can you can watch the Notre Dame game on your phone the entire time. Just come get it get a seat and cheer on the flames a little bit so that's kind of where I, I stand on that is like you know we're not at the point where we can pick and choose fans it's just uh you know it was just kind of like one of those things when I saw your account and saw Liberty Jersey you know the Jersey boys I thought oh man these guys are these are two college students doing a podcast about they must really they must really be into this and uh and it was cool to see and then when I found out you had other favorite teams I was just like oh well you know it's cool and I'm glad that you're doing it and helping Liberty in that way. But at the same time, it's not as, not as cool to me anymore. It's like, Oh, well, they're, they're just, they're there because they're students there and they're cheering them on, but they really don't have the same passion as I do for, you know, the school and that, and, the, and gauging someone's passion is super lame. I'll admit, but it was, that was just kind of how, where I was with it is why it was kind of more of a letdown. So, um, yeah, that was kind of that's kind of my thoughts, and I hope you continue to continue to do the Jersey Boys. I'll be following your stuff, watching around. But you know, to me, it's like you know, John used to, John started a sea of red with all Liberty all day, and that's why I kept quoting that for from John. And it's kind of like how I kind of how I felt like no other school is going to get my money. I'm not going to donate to any other Flames club. I'm not going to buy season tickets anywhere else, and that's because I want to give everything I have in terms of financially and just support to Liberty. And you guys aren't on the same page with that. That's fine. It's just a different way to do things. It's just not who I thought you were when you established Jersey boys and did a podcast and, you know, wanted to build up the student section. That's just how it was. It was just a letdown to say, Oh, well, they're not all Liberty all day. They're all Liberty while they're students. And while Notre Dame's not playing. Well, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll agree to disagree, but thanks for coming on, man. Um, it was a good time. Obviously, really looking forward to uh, to the game this Saturday against Tech. Going to be a big one. I got Liberty pulling it out. I'll say 35 to 35-31. Um, I think that we just got to run the ball, 
don't resort to kicking because that's that's been a weakness all year is our field goal kicking. But thanks for coming on, man. Um, obviously, we're super pumped about Liberty this year and, and the historic season. And I cannot wait for Liberty basketball in the new arena. If I have to dress up as a Rhino employee to get in, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> whatever it takes, I will. I will be there. Um, it will take a in the war, in the words of Jordan Belfort, it will take a SWAT team to get me out. So, <laughs> so thanks for coming on, man. And we hope yep. you have a great rest of your week. Hopefully, you're not stressing too much about sports or elections or whatever crazy stuff is happening in the world. Um, yeah, man. You too. You guys keep it up. And and again, I'm not trying to kill anybody's vibe. I was just reacting to that on Twitter. And uh, if I know what I know now, I would I would walk all of that back. Say thank you for what you're doing for Liberty Athletics and uh, keep it up. Yeah, well, lucky few tweets can be deleted. But have a good one, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, looking forward to following along the rest of Liberty this year. All right. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Um, so that was, that was something. Mr. Chad Hassan on the pod. Um, so yeah, we'll take fun fact. Back. Apologies can be emailed to Erie to Atlantic at gmail.com. The two is the number two, not I spelled out. Would like to say this. And I hope if he's listening to this pod, which he probably will. I mean, I'll probably listen to this podcast whenever I'm at the, uh, golf course tomorrow. Uh, riding in the little picker thing on the driving range. Um, I would like to say that a lot of his points were not very accurate. Um, I'll just make... Well, I mean, he kept saying, like, I'm disappointed, bit. but I'm not disappointed. I uh, understand, but I don't understand. I, I'm like, I, Chad's a good guy, but I don't... He kept contradicting himself. Um, and so I... I don't know. I genuinely, like... We didn't. We aren't. We are not doing the Jersey Boys. And he kept. He kept saying how. He kept saying with the Jersey Boys. Like I thought the Jersey Boys were all in for all liberty. I was like, you can look at the Jersey Boys and and find a tweet on the Jersey Boy page. Um, that, that's our old show. It's a Twitter. Excuse me. That's a Twitter page that really that Twitter is profile. still active. Um, it's one of the more active liberty things, and I'm not saying that to. See that we're better than people, but I mean, I we just Trust the jokers. more tweets than than Jerry's jokers, or I'm trying to think what other student fan accounts are out there. It's really us and Jerry's jokers. Yeah. Um, Students are. Well, I was gonna. I say don't. I don't know. I mean, I you know, we're just trying to spread Liberty cheer, and I guess yeah. that that's not okay if we like another team. It basically oh. the message I got out of that was. You can only like Liberty if you don't like another team. Um, it's basically – and then he said that, oh, well, we want any Liberty fan, whether you're wearing other teams' colors or not. So I don't think of myself to be a super smart person or a super dumb person, but, you know, I'm, I'm slightly just confused by that. And I don't think that that makes me dumb, but I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my... I mean, he kept saying, he's like, well, I, I realized that if I knew this back then, then I wouldn't have said this. And then he says it like two sentences later. Yeah. So... And I'm not trying I'm not trying to knock on Chad. He's a good guy. He's a passionate Liberty fan. I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, 
my whole thing I don't know. That, my whole thing with that whole thing was um he I get some serious know. UCF vibes. That is mad UCF vibes, and that is coming from somebody who lives an hour away from UCF. That scares me, and that's that's what I was scared about. I was like, Liberty, whenever Liberty's ranked, if it happens this year, which I basically said it had to happen before Tech, because if we lose to Tech, I don't think we get ranked the rest of the year. No. Um, and I'm not saying I think we will lose to Tech. I think we'll beat Tech. Someone's going to try to say, oh, Joey from New Jersey, boys, thinks that Liberty will lose to Tech. Hashtag fake fan. Um, well, you're fake news. Um, but I was so worried. I said, please don't let us become ranked. And then everyone just Freak starts out. talking shit and going nuts and saying all this. You know, I keep saying that we're the best team in the state of Virginia. And, and that's a legitimate possibility, actually. And we'll find that, we'll find that out on Saturday. Yeah. Because Old Dominion isn't even playing football right now. James Madison's FCS. And UVA is just trash. Like, wait till basketball season, you boomers. Yeah. Um, Love that. Oh, well, Zach McLaren said he was looking forward to this, and he's going to get offended when I talk trash about UVA. So I'll refrain from it. Oof. Um, <laughs> we have fun here. But, um, but I mean, when you're trying to talk about Liberty and then say that Notre Dame fans are jealous of Liberty – yeah, I mean, nah. obviously, as a Notre Dame fan myself, I'm not. Um, I'd rather be at four than 25 um, with the opportunity to beat the best team in the country. I um, rather, but, ready for this, I would rather during a non-COVID year be in Tallahassee than I would be in Lynchburg if Liberty is ranked. Yeah. Because we have more fun. I mean, Liberty, you can't even tailgate at Liberty. You want to build a student body in an atmosphere, and we can't even tailgate? The the thing is... That's terrible. That's like, he keeps saying, enjoy the experience, and we got to build our brand. Well, when school rules don't let you do something that every school does, that kind of hurts your shot. And I'm not saying that we have to be out here slamming beers, breaking tables, but it's like, we don't even have tailgates. No. You know, I walked to, I've walked to games the last two years, like around the time that a tailgate would be, you know, a few hours before the game. So like two small tents up by the bookstore. That's it. Um, that That's, that's a problem. And you're not going to build a brand if, I don't know if we're trying like some alternate school route, um, but that's, that's how you build a college atmosphere. My, I think it's a lot harder to build that in football than basketball because basketball, you know, you don't have as much tailgating or, or crazy stuff there. It's mostly what happens in the arena during the game, shortly before the game, shortly after the game. But football, that that's like an all-day, all-week type thing, yes. um, and, and we don't have that yet. And I hope that, you know, I hope when I'm Chad's age, I can look back and, and say, wow, look how – Liberty has grown and that maybe we could have a 50,000 seat stadium one day that we can fill up instead of a 25,000 seat stadium where we only get 15 to 20,000. Um, but it's like when our record number of fans is 22,000, which we somehow did against Montana um, per, per Liberty.com. I, I don't know how that happened. Who would yeah, want to see cool. Montana, man? We can't even sell the stadium out for, for Syracuse. We're not there yet. 
And, and I'm dis as a Liberty student fan, I'm disappointed by that. I'm not knocking on Liberty when I say that. I take that burden upon myself. Um, I see a problem and I try to fix it. That's why I'm doing as much as I can. And and all these different traditions that we do and we take from other teams, like the key play. Um, that that's the kind of stuff that just has to stop. We have to be our own unique thing. You know, you think of of all these different schools, Florida State, the Tomahawk Chop, um, Virginia Tech, the key play, Enter Salmon, Notre Dame, um, the the Celtic chant, and I mean I could I could write a book about all the unique things that Notre Dame has. I'm not even gonna go there. I mean when you think of as a Liberty student, I can't think what like our tradition is. No, it's one side saying L, one side saying U. I mean, a that's lot of stuff. Like that. That's the only thing that I can think of, and something on the point that. You're yeah, that's the same as going to the whiteout, and one side says we are, and the other says Penn State. Yeah, I mean, or going to the shoe in Columbus, and all four sides of the stadium say O H I O. Yeah, so um, that one that's thing not I'm really unique. To, so that I'm going to try to make on your little tangent that you just went on. Um, it's hard to build a brand when you have the student life that Liberty has. Athletic yep. brands come with the type of fans that me and you are, that are passionate about their sports, are passionate about just the school in general. And where I'll go beef all season or all week long and go with a fan from another school and I will scream in their face during the game, not because I don't like them and it's because I hate them. And that's the thing that people at Liberty don't realize. When I'm screaming at another team or another fan or like making fun of them, whatever, it's not personal. That's how yeah. sports, especially in college, work. When Liberty fans next to me at games last year are saying, you're screaming too loud or you're cheering too loud, I, I sit there and it makes me want to puke. I'm like, I... What am I? Oh, golf clap. Oh, we, wow. That dude just got absolutely obliterated into another dimension by Scotty James. You know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Golf clap. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Freaking Darius cool. McGee at five foot two slams down a dunk. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? Thumbs up and say, good job. And then sit back down. No. Dude, you stand for the whole game. You scream for the whole game. You go wild. You, you know, you party all morning, all night. And I'm not, when I say party, that, at Liberty, that's very misrepresented. As you say party, they think drink, smoke, break tables, cuss and swear like an idiot. That's that's not what I mean. Um, but but that's, that's the thing that upsets me. Um, and the reason why I put in the Our Teams thing, that's our pinned tweet on, on the page's uh, profile that I put in Notre Dame, is not only because I'm, I'm a lifelong fan, but if I'm getting job opportunities to be an ESPN broadcaster, are they going to want someone who follows a small school like Liberty or a, a powerhouse, well-known program like Notre Dame? Because when you talk reason. about that's one like, reason why school, I like schools, um, and you ask someone to name you a school like there's a very good chance that if you ask them to name five schools that notre dame would be one of them they're up there um I, they're probably the most iconic college football team of all time i'm not saying the best but it's like they're they're probably the most historic 
because um, you think that all the different stuff spanning from the 1900s with Knut Rockne and the Four Horsemen all the way up to now, like, you know, the, the real gold helmets and, and, and other stuff, while a lot of these schools like Alabama kind of picked up in the second second half of the 20th century and stuff like that. But um, that that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame was winning national championships before Liberty had a shovel in the ground. Yeah. And once again, I'm not trying to knock on Liberty. People are going to take this the wrong way, and I know it. Oh, and, and you know what? That's life. Too bad. But there's a reason why I said what I said and why I'm not going to back down. And if – if Chad truly is is saying that he's going to walk back his comments, you know, he'll go back and he'll delete those tweets and he'll come out and say, hey, everyone stop hating on the Jersey boys. They're still diehard Liberty fans. And, and we'll have to see if he does that. Uh, if I had to bet money on it, as a betting man, I'd say no. Yeah. As, a, so, as a man of God and a fellow Liberty fan, I'd like to say yes. Yeah. But, so he, with all that um, – I respect him for coming on the show because absolutely the little spew we got in. Um, I am also happy that we're back. We're back. We the are. Over, the over is back, is what Big Cat would say. Um, yeah, the action is back. We are going to be giving the audience, however big the audience is, we're probably just a couple people listeners of our show (laughs) all three (laughs) listeners like what jason pearl and the walk-on podcast says all the time we at least have one listener and that's my mom um (laughs) well i can't speak to that (laughs) well lori too soon (laughs) my mom mom will watch it so hey well you'll get your girl hey yeah josie will watch it um or listen to a podcast but uh well cool well again it was fun I'm happy we're back. Brandon, I got to ask you, though, what's, uh, as the wise words of, since you mentioned him, Jason Prill, yeah. what's been grinding your gears? Grinding my Whether it's gears. something that was said, whether it was something that was said on this show or something that's happened in the last three weeks since we've been on, what, yeah. what's, what's poking your side, you know? What's, what's, itching, grinding my what's itching your butt? As, so, as my grandpa used to say, what's itching your butt? It is the most critically acclaimed part of a podcast. Jason Prill would say it. Uh, love that man. Looking forward to seeing him in a week. We gotta um, get him on the show. Let's. You know what? Since you're gonna uh, be be up here in Drenchburg next week, I say that the three of us have a sit down show. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. If we can get the time, I know that he's super busy, but yeah. I, I think that would be fun. More I, Cleveland I, guys. We love Cleveland guys. Yeah, we love. We Joe loves Cleveland. Joe, Joe lives for Cleveland. Um, and and again, I die for it, unfortunately. Well, what grinds my gears? Um, kind of sprung this on me, Joey. Uh, I would say. You're the one who said we should include it. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Just something we love to see. Um, I would say that. Huh. I would say how hard fantasy football is this year. Yeah, well, if it makes you feel better, with all the election stuff that I've been watching almost 24-7 for the last three days, I forgot to check my fantasy team, and I started the injured Kevin Coleman when on my bench I had options like Antonio Gibson, A.J. Brown, uh, if I had went with the flex route, 
So what grinds my gears is how hard fantasy football is this year. You hate to see it. You'll be okay, though. No, because I just, I mean, I have never finished under 500. And it's looking like I could be in most of my leagues this year just because I've had awful luck with injuries. So and that happens. What grinds my gears is that I finally bit the injury bug. Happens to the best of us. It really does, and it's tough. Hey, pray, prayers up, my guy. Prayers up. <laughs> really God tough. Bless. But I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. A moment know. of silence for Brandon's fantasy football team. Yeah, you know it happens though. You broke your own moment of silence. Wow, you're the worst. I don't even think you deserve it. I don't care Gears about deserve to be grinded. I don't care about Notre Dame moment of silence. <laughs> I thought you said I don't care about Notre Dame. I said, oh, <laughs> and I'll fight you. I'll fight you too. <laughs> but what grinds my gears? Um, <laughs> I had a pretty clear cut one coming into this, but it definitely changed. Uh, I was going to say that the Indians for the second offseason in a row basically came out and said, oh, Francisco Lindor will not be on our team on opening day. I was like, okay, well, you said that last year. Um, so that, that was going to be it. And I'll get into that on the next show or whenever we have Jason on and talk about the MLB more. Yeah. But what grinds my gears is Mr. Chad over here saying Notre Dame – is going to get said butt butt a butt blasted was that it <laughs> blasted <laughs> dude he said that I don't know I, what like, the hell that means that's the most yeehaw quote I have ever heard I heard that like, maybe I'm some kidding. old some old northern Yankee or something but butt blasted by Clemson I take that personally. But yes, I said it before to translate to other people. That means uh, getting raped. Um, that's yeah. another way to put it. Pro- pro- not the PC term. Um, I don't know. Getting butt effed. I don't know. Am I allowed to say the F word on here since I had a Liberty guy? Am I going to get fined? Uh, is, there, is OCL going to come knocking on my door? I mean, I wasn't. Gonna I've been. I've been fined for swearing on this canvas before. So. I don't know. I'll let I'll let you say it if you want, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm straight. I'm straight. But yeah, um, basically, he said that Notre Dame was going to take it up the butt to Clemson this week. I don't know. Maybe he's right. I mean, we haven't really won any big games under Brian Kelly, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean my, my opinion. I think it's Notre Dame by ten, but I'm just gonna. I'll be honest, I think that – I don't think that the advantage of them not having Trevor um, – I, I don't think that helps Notre Dame as much as people do because Notre Dame has had a very good pass defense this year. So, obviously, Clemson's going to try to run it more, and they have probably the best running back in the country right now, uh, and Travis Etienne, the guy that still gives me painful flashbacks from two years ago. So, I, I guess we'll see. And uh, I don't know how to pronounce this quarterback's last name, so I'm just going to call him DJ. 
<laughs> EJ. EJ is a five-star quarterback, kids. EJ from Clemson. EJ from Clemson. DJU. Um, he is a five-star quarterback. He is good. He was there. To, he was recruited to take over for Trevor Lawrence when Trevor Lawrence goes to the NFL next year. So this is not a guy who's some random scrub backup. This is a guy who could probably start for over 100 teams in the country, probably more. Honestly, he's probably better than about – all than about maybe 10 quarterbacks in college football. Yeah. I'm just going to come out and say it. So I don't want everyone to get hyped up. Now, if we lose the Clemson, people are going to say you couldn't even beat the backup quarterback, and I think that's kind of a bogus argument when the backup quarterback is literally another five-star. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but all I know is if it comes down to something and, and we shoot ourselves in the foot or if Clemson gets another lucky call like they're known to get, um, my TV will not survive the night. It happens. That's all I'm going to say about that. But on a side note, Saturday morning, I will be on college game day. You will be. He so anyone who's listening to this, all, all six of you listening to this, if we're lucky to have six viewers, it, especially if they're listening at this point, because I feel like we've been talking for like four hours. Oh, yeah. This like, if you're listening at this point, been... you officially don't have a life. Um, <laughs> but anyone who watches – Look out for me on college games. I'll have my golden hat. I'll have my green jersey. I will be decked out. I'll be ready to go. What's your What's your sign going to say? I haven't thought of one yet. Um, I'm going to send in a sign, though, on Twitter, uh, a Liberty one, see if that can get up there. I think that would be really cool. See if we can maybe get a little bit of, a little bit of uh, I don't know, reputation. Malik Willis or as Chad would, as Chad would say, clout for the Jersey Boys. Clout for the Jersey. Um, you yeah. should you should put something about the Jersey Boys on there. I mean, I'll probably get clout. Well, I was just Jersey gonna. I, literally, what I was gonna put is is Liberty's record, Tech's record, UVA's record, and then Old Dominion not playing, and say at the bottom I was gonna say best team in Virginia equals LU question mark. Like that's what I was gonna put. And then that on was the gonna be my sign. And then on the side of it, and I was at, on the side. I'm just gonna put at LU Jersey Boys because that's who made it. Like, I mean, a lot of people when they make these signs for college game, they they put their tag. You know, it's like, oh, well, you like this? We'll go check out my page. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's not really seeking clout. It's just like promoting yourself. You know, because here's the thing: what if there's another? There could be another Liberty person watching who's like, huh? I wonder who made that. You know, it's like, oh, well, cool. Check out our page. Ooh. Go watch us get ripped apart by Liberty homies, you know? Fun. But that's about all the time that we have here today. It was great talking to you again, Mr. Williams. I miss oh, you so, so much. I cannot wait to see oh, you in a week. Yes. I have the countdown on my calendar. Breaking news. The Jersey Boys going to be back together in a week doing a podcast live. In New York. It's Saturday night. Live from New York. Oh, wait. Saturday night. But it's going to be – Live from Liberty, it's... Live from Lynchburg, it's Thursday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we are uh, we're really looking forward to it. Brandon, I miss you. Uh, yeah, seven months have been way too long. Uh, it, it's really sucked. Um, I know that you've said that if it weren't for Corona, there's a good chance you'd probably still be at Liberty. I know that I didn't know anyone who died of Corona, but 
I'd say I took a heavy pull from it. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I can't wait to see you. But Everybody. anyone who listened today, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Hopefully, we don't seem like the douches that other people call us. Um, quote from someone else, not me. But and then I said he's gonna get fined. <laughs> oh boy. For Brandon Weems, I'm Joey the Chief Keller, signing off. We'll see you later, boys.